welcome ladies and gentlemen this is John Bosco guitar those are my names by the grace of God it's so nice to meet you this afternoon it's such another wonderful moment to be in the presence of God I'm really so humbled uh, <laughs> to have you tonight once again praising the living father worshiping him giving him all the glory and honor thanking him for his grace he has been faithful since morning and when i look at the week we are already in the middle of the week today is a wednesday and hopefully today is 26th by the grace of god we thank god because he has been so faithful loving and so kind to us he has not left us alone but he has kept us alive and indeed loving us in everything that we are doing we are so much humbled as you've just reached and joined in may god bless you so much just call in and there are those options uh one ash one calling ash to call in. just choose any option and you call in we start the show we are going to be discussing all of us we know the theme is going to be about fear we're going to go deep and get to understand what really uh um fear is what really fear is and what are some instances the moments the situations you find yourself you found yourself that mm -hmm. fear has been taking you uh taking you um, um away or taking you to the point of feeling that you cannot really make it in life fear can lead you to failure fear can lead you to uh, be inactive reluctant and at the end of the day you may not apply really what you're supposed to apply in life just because of fear tonight we are going to continue listening from different speakers giving their opinions and, um, and 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 ideas and this is going to help us to learn together as children of god tonight by his grace and by his power ladies and gentlemen just to know god is faithful he's with us and he is Marvelous in our lives. Getting conversational with the coffee chats on Poema Radio. The coffee chats. The coffee chats. These guys, people really can compose songs. Anyway, there is a song that is trending on TikTok. It's called Impulida, and that is for Dabi, and even this one for Titus in Dimurokoli. So I always give you a hit, and I give you. <laughs> These new songs, I bring them to you to Coffee Chats, Heart of Worship International Ministry, Africa, the number one podcast everyone that is listening to. And we love God. We love God, I'm telling you, and we love people. We come here for a purpose of learning. We come here for a purpose of getting to understand God's word deeper and deeper. Not because that we are so perfect or we know everything, but it helps us to grow in our spiritual realm. And one of the things that are so amazing is all about how God works in everything that really in every step of our lives and this is the moment that always we have in the presence of God. Yeah, some people were telling me that they have joined in but um I think they're not getting it. Let me hope that my sound is okay. Uh, and uh, let me hope that my sound is okay. 
by the grace of God. Let me pray uh, that the sound is okay. Please, if it is okay, you just send me uh, the the the. the the the, 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 the the message or the thumb to tell me that yeah the sound is so thank you so much <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> someone is saying that yeah sound anyway <laughs> that is so great I'm going to ask Mr. Ivan I'm going to ask Mr. Ivan I'm going to ask Mr. Ivanda John I'm going to ask Mr. Curry please call in tap on those calls there is that option up there ash one call in ash two call in and ash three call in and so on choose any call you want uh please i need you on the panel as you're going to start on the show by the grace of god someone maybe needs the nimurokole <laughs> anyway let me give it to you again by the grace of god as you're waiting for our friends and they're opening up by the grace of god i'm so excited to be with you tonight by the grace of God. Yes, I'm going to request you please feel free uh feel free to tap on those calls. You come live and you come on the panel up here and we discuss this issue again. I'm trying to contact uh, Mr. Yubanda. Please respond to my invite by the grace of God. Respond to my invite so that we can uh, and Carib, uh, so that we can come on the panel and we start off our discussion. As I've been, um, as I've as I've been really giving you the, I've been giving you the the the, the briefing or orientation about what we're going to be discussing about, and this is all about we call fear. How fear treats you how fear treats your brothers and sisters, how fear treats every person that you know in life. Sometimes, as I told you, we fear to take um, we fear to take a step ahead just because we are so fearful and we don't know what really is going to happen. Sometimes it could be future. Sometimes it could be our present life, the way how we live. Sometimes we look at the successful people and we think maybe for us it may not make sense. But really it makes sense. And we are going to realize all these things. But before we go into anything else, let's pray. Father, we thank you because you're so good and awesome. 
We give you praise and we give you honor because you're such a good God and loving Father. You've loved us since day one, since we came out of our mother's wombs. You've been so faithful and loving and kind to us. We thank you because you've not left us alone. You've always been encouraging us faithfully, forgiving us and leading us to salvation. And always you've been so much awesome and great in our lives. We would like to give you praise and honor this night. As we're going to be discussing all this, we pray that the Holy Spirit leads us and guide us in everything that you're going to be doing. Father, you pray for those who are less privileged, those who are challenged in one way or the other. They are passing through different challenges, different problems. But Father, you're so faithful to help them out. You're so faithful to guide them. You're so faithful, King of God, Father, to lead them even where they see that things are impossible. But everything to you is possible. We would like to give you all the glory. We would like to give you all the honor because you're such a wonderful God. Thank you so much, Lord, because you've loved us. You've taken care for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Yeah, that is Mrs. Dabi. Uh, that is Mrs. Dabi, or you can call her Debbie or Dabi, whatever you call. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that is it. Uh, it is really a nice song, and there are so many other songs that these guys really have come up with, and they are really so good and nice. We give God the praise, we give God the honor for such a wonderful uh, coming up with such good songs by the grace of God. At this juncture, as you're continuing to discuss about fear, there is a book called uh, Tears from the Heart. And this is this was written by Peter Wabuti Odang. This is a Kenyan man. And he was giving a situation in his book. And this is a true story about his daughter. And he was with his wife and these things happened. When we are discussing about fear, sometimes fear creates grief. And he was writing about grief when he was handling such kind of area of grief. That's when he brought in this story and said, it's a real story. Listen to this story a bit, and I'm going to give you why I've read for you this story. Daddy, I need to tell you something. That's how he starts. No father wants to hear those words from his teenage daughter in the trembling voice with which my young daughter, Sarah, spoke them to me and her mother. Sitting there on the porch, my wife and I locked eyes on our youngest child and held her breath in anticipation of the disclosure she was about to reveal. Time stood still as evening unfurled, its shadows across the shoulders of the sky and the light breeze wafted the scent of home scarf. 
I knew my daughter was about to reveal something of enormous magnitude. I lost my appetite, my pressure, short, I was tense. This is what the girl did, and she confessed and said, I'm pregnant. The tears she had been fighting to hold back burst the dam of emotions as our baby girl leaned over to wrap her arms around us. As her sobs subsided, she proceeded to share with us the events surrounding her condition, a secret she had been hiding for several months. For several months. The strength in her soul exceeded her 13 years as she summoned every fiber in her being to reveal her fear. <laughs> Turmoil and excitement causing through her young and fragile heart stunned to say the least. I couldn't believe the courage it took for her to confide in something so significant in us. He concluding saying, he concludes saying, as she carried in my arms, I felt the full weight of the pain and anguish she carried for, the, for those several months before she finally unburdened herself. As a parent, you are called to carry loads of your children that are too heavy for them, and you even want to carry the lighter ones to ease their interactions with the world and everything life will throw at them. This is a point... A child has gotten pregnant, but first, all the years that passed, it was all about fear that was already overtaking her. What are you afraid of? That's a question that we're asking ourselves tonight. What are you afraid of? In her position, she was afraid of unveiling the challenge she was passing through because their parents are born again. They are pastors preaching the gospel every day in church. And unfortunately, in her walk, she found a guy, and the guy pregnanted her. The question is, you can even imagine how she was so fearfully to unveil that she was pregnant to her parents. The question is, what are you afraid of? We have so many fears in life, and these fears vary. What you might be afraid of, it could, it may not be my 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 my, my fear. What 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 might be your fear might not be my fear, but all of us we have fear in one way or the other. Ladies and gentlemen, First Corinthians chapter sixteen and verse thirteen is going to help us to understand all these things. He says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Number one, we need to realize that fear is an emotional response to a perceived threat or danger, and it can manifest in various ways such as anxiety, worry, or panic. Remember, we live in a world that is filled with uncertainty. The future can seem daunting and we often don't know what lies ahead. But as believers in Christ, we know that our future is secure. We have a God who has promised to be with us always and who will never leave us nor forsake us. So when we are afraid of what the future holds, we can stand firm in the knowledge that God is right there and he has a plan for us. It could be any situation that you feel like you have no any way to break through 
You're so fearful to take a step in certain things just because you don't know what is going to happen next. Sometimes we fear consequences of the steps or the decisions that we make in life. All in all, the Bible encourages us that if at all we are in line with God's word, if at all we are in line with God's will, we should stand firm, we should take heart, we should be on guard, and we should be firm in that faith. And this faith that the Christ Jesus that we have, we follow, we believed in, so that we can be courageous and strong. He speaks in Philippians that I'm strengthened through Christ. We all have our strength in Christ Jesus, no matter what kind of fears are surrounded. Regardless of the environment that we live in. Regardless of what people really say. Sometimes people are going to speak in life and you feel so discouraged. And you want to give up. But is it really what God requires you to do? Or God requires you to stand firm and put your trust in him. And believe in him so that he can lead you to the point of victory. No one can reach the point of victory without involvement of Christ. Christ has to be involved in what you're doing. This is a young daughter. The parents are pastors. Just imagine, how can you unveil such news to your parents who are pastors? They are the same parents that are preaching to the rest of students, the rest of children, the rest of families, how they should treat their families, how they should make sure that they have godly families. All these things have been happening, even among us, the greatest men of God that you know in this world. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you there are so many pastors in this country. Sometimes people just keep quiet because they don't know what really what to do. They don't know what to do. Although to seko kudalanga echintu chobulida, but your family atekati yefuse problem koza yacho. No gamba bantu fornication is bad. Niate ngo mwana u gozala. Ebi sele ebi singa the things when they happen in life, they engulf us, they, they, they imprison us, and we start feeling like we cannot even speak the truth. That's why you see there is a lot of gambling. There is a lot of okweya. Just because people, they don't know what to do. Divine nature because this is what is happening. Family yo, bana babo, bantu babo. You preach the same gospel to the rest of people, but the results from your family. And someone asked a question, what really went wrong? You know, I think it is a seed. You know, I think that is lineage. You know, you think that you know, you see this and this and this. All these things are expected to happen in life. The question is, how do you handle all these instances in life once they happen? How do you handle? How do you handle them? It depends. Challenges are going to keep on coming. And they are going to check on your faith. They are going to check on your belief in Christ. Do you love Christ just because you need things? 
Do you love Christ just because you are expecting that God or Christ is going to provide this and this and this? Or you trust in God because he's your father. There is that relationship, not because of what he gives you, but because of who he is in your life. And that is a major point that every born again should focus on. When he said that first seek the kingdom of God and the rest shall be added on you, he's seeking for your heart instantly, internally. All of it. Not just some. Not just because God has to give me this and therefore I need to believe in him. Not because that God, once he he does this or he, he does anything or what, that's when I'm going to believe in him. Whether he has done it, whether he has not done it, you need to know your position when it comes to the relationship between you and God. Or else fear is going to overtake you. Few things to note here. Let me talk about future. Fear of future is the worry that comes with an uncertainty of what will happen in the days, weeks or years to come. We acknowledge the anxiety that comes with uncertainty, but God's promises are to be with us always and guide us through whatever comes our way. Standing firm the knowledge of God's sovereignty and care for his people, that should be paramount in each and every life. Of a Christian. You don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. You're living today. You don't know whether tomorrow you wake up. You're so fearful. Do not be afraid. Stand firm. That's why First Corinthians tells you. Chapter 16 and verse 13. Stand firm. But again remember there are three words. There are several words I want you to pick from here. Be on guard. That's the first word. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Those are three. And be strong. All these things are required. These are the characteristics. First, you need to be on guard. How do you be on guard? Be vigilant. Be vigilant. Open-minded. Know that every challenge that comes has come to check on something in your area of life. What kind of challenge has come up in your life at that particular time? As Ecclesiastes chapter 3 reveals that everything has time. Has its own time. Time for day, time for crying, time for laughing, time for excitement, time for enjoying the weddings and so on. Today you're together with someone. Tomorrow you're going to be separated with someone from someone. All these things are happening in life and these are part of our lives. Let no one deceive you that everything is going to be on a silver plate. Don't, don't, let no one deceive you that since you got saved, therefore there is no suffering of a born again. No, Christ says that once you believe in him, since he was so if he was persecuted, you're also going to be persecuted. But he encourages us, telling us that in the Philippians, that be persecuted or suffer for good. Let your suffering be for good. Let your suffering be for righteousness. Let your suffering be for holiness. Don't just suffer. Not every suffering that is good or acceptable before the living Father. No. Not every suffering. Number two, we can look at the failure. Who wants to fail in life? No one. 
I hear so many people talking about failure, how they are chasing the spirit of failure, how they are chasing the bondage of failure, my dear. The fear of failure. This is not succeeding or meeting our goals and it can manifest as an anxiety or self-doubt or avoidance of risk-taking. You don't want to take risks just because you think that you're going to fail and therefore that comes to be fear in you. You're so anxious. We acknowledge that pressure we put on ourselves to succeed and the fear of not measuring up to our own. Or others' expectations. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. We are reminded of the power of Christ's strength in our weakness. And encourages us to stand firm in the truth. That with God there is no such thing as failure. With God there is no such thing as failure. If at all. We put our courage, we put our faith in Him. Something very funny in life, most of times we think that everything is going to be on our own, on, 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 on our side and we think that everything is going to be smooth. Okay? We love God when we are challenged sometimes. There are two categories of people. There are those who turn to God in prayer. That's when they wake up to pray. That's when they wake up to become serious with God's things when they are challenged. And there is another group of people in the same state when they are challenged, they give up. They lose hope and their faith declines. Again, there are two groups. When they succeed, they forget God. They try to do their own things according to their own sight. Judges depicts all that very well, brings out all that very well. Whenever people have peace in life, when the people are so feeling that they are so enjoying and so on, they become so reluctant. And there are those, when they get money or when they get successful, in forgetting God, they start to invest in other things that which are not really godly. We've been seeing all these things, for instance, the things of supporting homosexuality, the things of investing in lesbianism, in general, pornography, pornography. everything, every obscene thing. Not only that, there are so many other things. Ladies and gentlemen, no one wants to fail. Everyone in life wants to succeed. And therefore, failure is not the part of their lives as Christians. But I'm telling you, as a Christian, at some point, failure is going to happen. But how are you in your faith with God? The special thing here that you need to realize is that God demands for the relationship between you and Him. And whenever we sin, we antagonize our relationship with God. However much we are His children, however much we believed in Him, and we are sealed in the Holy Spirit, if we are not ready to change, if we are not ready to get focused, we take our fear and we say, we are going to pursue righteousness, 
then the devil is going to use that as a weapon and so on let me talk about something that rejection so many churches talks about rejection they give a definition in one way or the other of rejection they call it any as you may mention they, some they call it a demon others they call it a bondage others they call it it's a lineage thing maybe in your lineage there is a lot of rejection and so on i call it fear of rejection is the fear of being excluded ostracized or judged by others and it can manifest as insecurity or avoidance of social situations that is rejection no one want to be rejected Psalms 139 verse 14 but the bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made the fear of being judged by others and the desire for love and belonging we are fearfully and wonderfully made by god and encourage us to stand firm in the acceptance and love of god regardless of the opinions of others it doesn't matter what other people's opinions are what matters what is the god's opinion in your life that is the most thing that you need to realize sometimes we are so much discouraged and we get so much fearful we become reluctant and we give up just because people have spoken always i ask a question what does the bible say what does the god that you believe says Does God see as people see? No. He speaks in his word and he says that I'm not I'm not like humans. I'm not the way how humans see things, not the way how I see things. They are totally different. Therefore, he's the right person to put or to focus on. He's the right person to put our trust in. Rather than something else. Ladies and gentlemen we have so many fears but those are the few and major ones that I wanted to talk to you I wanted to bring to you some of us we fear death you know sometimes we read the scriptures and <laughs> it looks so funny and you guys <laughs> you you testify or you will witness sometimes we speak we talk about um The, the 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 things in the bible you know uh to live is a profit to me to die is a gain in Christ Jesus and so on but when they tell someone that okay you're going to die someone now starts to change the face they start to be thinking the moons how can he say i'm going to die but speaking about them something very easy ladies and gentlemen there are things that we need to realize in life that these things are real this is not about just talking about something and that's it no these things are real for instance let me give you an example one time we are studying and <laughs> a lecturer said Okay some so many people you blame Adam and Eve just because they ate the fruit <laughs> and you always develop a sermon on those guys in Genesis chapter 3 you always develop a sermon we judge them we shout even in the church and we tell people to raise up the chairs and we say yeah 
they shouted, do whatever. But the question is, if you were Adam or if you were Eve, what would you do? I normally tell people that I normally find and we discuss about that. I normally tell them, I would have even eaten more. I would have eaten even more than what they eat. They ate. Because that's a human nature. The position a wife loved the husband and the husband loved the wife. Therefore the wife since she was taken and she saw it was good to be eaten once she ate of course she desired even to give to her husband. Even up to now these things are still evident in homes. You coming back and you don't eat on the food that your wife has cooked they always feel bad. At least other people can eat something else, but she makes sure that her husband is getting the best of her preparation before he comes home. If you were Adam, what would you do? <laughs> but you are so much quick in giving judgments. You know, you're not easy. How can you eat the fruit? You see what you brought. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound contradictive, but listen to this. After the fall of man, we have another someone that we develop and preach in the church and we say, you know, those, Rome, those people from Rome, they are not easy. Um, they, are, they are bad people. Imagine the priests, imagine the believers. Eh, the, the, no, the priests and so on. And how can they crucify Jesus? I am always on the other side. Just imagine if Jesus didn't die for us. Where we, we would, where we would have done, we have been, or where we would be. At certain point, that's why some people say that the things of God are confusing, but they're not confusing. They are understandable if you have the right perspective to understand them. That shows how God loved us and how great he is in his plans that they are beyond our human capacities and understanding. If he didn't die, my friend, I don't know where you would have ended. We need to appreciate the work of Christ. Therefore, these things of fears, fear comes to kill the faith that we have in the one that who died for us. The one who died for us paid the ransom. He paid the price on our behalf. Our requirement is to believe in him. Ladies and gentlemen, believing in Christ is not only confession with your mouth. Believing in Christ implies you are required to do according to God's will. Just listen to you. I read a scripture here. That is First John. Let me read it for you. And I post it for you. Let me read it. And I post it for you. That is First John. Mm. Just excuse me a bit. Let me let me let me let me let me let me yeah. 
It is first John chapter 3 and verse 9. This is what the Bible says. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. Do you hear me? Let me go back to verse verse 7. I think even verse 7 is very far. Let me Let me go back to verse 4. Verse 3, let me bring it very well. Or, let me get it from verse 2. <laughs> I think it will give me the, the, the right whatever I want to, 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 the right point I want to make. Beloved, that is verse 2. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God. Uh-huh. He's talking about we who have believed in Christ Jesus. Because this is the guarantee in John chapter 1 verse 1. In uh, chapter 1. And verse 12, whoever believed in him were given the right to become a child of God. After the confirmation, now he says in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, Beloved, mm-hmm. now we are children of God. Then, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, And everyone who has his hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. You hear the requirement as a Christian, as a believer. You're required to be pure because the one that we believe in is pure. But we we don't do that on our own. He leads us. That's why the Holy Spirit is in place. And that's why Holy Spirit is in play. And we need to lean on the Holy Spirit allowing him to work in our lives when we believed in Christ Jesus we were sealed in the Holy Spirit purification is done by God that is after the choice you've made the decision you've made to believe in his son sin whoever commits sin also commits lowliness and sin is lowliness Now, verse 5, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. That's what I've been talking about. 6, whoever abides in him does not sin. That's the first statement. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. The question is, can we avoid And this is a fear for me I have developed. And I've been praying to God, really sincerely, how can a human being live in this world without sinning at any point at any day? Because even the thoughts that we have, even the movements that we have, even the walking in Christ, even the way how we do things in life, all these things are engulf us. We always find ourselves we are we are kicked right and center the other side, the other side. Always the devil is planning this. Always the devil does this. Always this is happening and the other is happening. Then the question is, how really are we going to keep ourselves in this? But he says it is not on our own. When he talks about working on our salvation, that is because God who is working in us, for him is faithful and able to do according to his will. The verse does not end on working on our salvation. The verse continues and says, For it is God himself 
our work is to dedicate ourselves in him we allow him to do a great work in us because you cannot purify yourself you can't make yourself righteous you can't make yourself holy it is him that can do that because these sentiments are so strong whoever binds in him does not sin if you are bind in Christ no expectation of you sinning then the question is is there any extent a Christian cannot be can be sinless i hope so that is with god whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him where is the fear little children let no one deceive you he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous now some of us the fear comes in when you die what is going to happen i normally see that people who cry when they have lost their loved ones there are two things yes they have been loving them and that's why they are crying because of that love that bondage that has been between them if they have been brothers and sisters they have them parents and so on friends yeah that love there is that natural love always that happens and you've lost someone but always i suggest another incident or another reason as to why people cry is because they are not going to see them any more and the challenging part they don't know where they are going to end up and that's the reason as to why Christ comes in and gives us strength encourages us listen what he says he encourages us those who fear death the mortality hmm? Psalms 23 verse 4 encourages us also the bible continues to give us the encouragement that even if we die we shall resurrect and therefore fear of death should not be part of our lives rather the bible calls it causes calls it a transition from one state to another state the only death that the bible talks about and that is the lake of fire little children let no one deceive you he who practices righteousness is righteous you hear that practice of righteousness you're righteous this is the bible He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous How do you practice righteousness hmm? He who sins is of the devil that's the bible He who sins is of the devil for the devil has sinned from the beginning for his purpose the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil verse 9 Whoever has been born of God does not sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God Awamvudeo as I'm concluding fear can cause you to have what you call an inaction 
because when you are afraid it can be easy to become paralyzed and not take action this can prevent us from pursuing our goals and dreams and it can also lead to missed opportunities we also can make poor decision makings when we are so fearful because it cloud judgment and lead us to make poor decisions so when we are afraid we may be more likely to make decisions based on the emotions rather than the reason which can have negative consequences of course these fears that we have in life there are so many i'm not talking about someone who is fearing a snake i'm not talking about someone who is fearing a caterpillar no i'm i'm talking about things that are real um that are taking place in the human race human nature failure rejection future change death there are some places people do not want to even talk about death they want to live but this world is ending and the bible tells us that we need to be so happy for the life that is to come we can be, we can start even to, to to isolate ourselves just because of fear we can even miss opportunities for growth sometimes our fears can prevent us from stepping out of our comfort zones and trying new things and also they can prevent us from experiencing personal and spiritual growth and it can also limit our potentials we need to be in a position knowing that fear should not be part of our lives however at times fear is required to check on your faith in god sometimes we we become fearful just because we become so inquisitive before we make decisions Ooh, this really yeah but it it pushes us to consult god rather than becoming reluctant and becoming lazy how can we overcome these fears and we have to stand firm number one, we need to identify our fears identifying what we are as believers we should be willing to examine ourselves and recognize areas in our lives where fear may be holding us back number two, we need to trust in god and this is known throughout the bible we see that god repeatedly commands us never to be afraid and to trust in him as believers we can take comfort in knowing that god is always with us and he will never leave us in every situation and every time and everything that we do we need to pray one of the most powerful things we can do is to turn to god in prayer sometimes we become so reluctant we give up on prayer Prayer is a communication between us and God. We are talking to our daddy. We are reporting to our daddy. We are talking to our father. He is so loving, caring. He is ready to listen to us. Why should we be afraid? When you sin, you're not supposed to run away from your daddy. Rather, you have to come to your daddy. He always told the children of Israel, Once you shall come back to me I shall come back to you. Please come and we we we, we you come and we solve our issues. 
Why do you need to run away? Why do you need to, um, to isolate yourself? No, come back to God. He always keeps us calling us back to him. He says, come back, come back, come back. You're challenged, come. You're burdened, come. I'll give you rest. You found yourself sinning, come. I'll forgive you. Come, come, come. The word that comes out of God's mouth, come, come, come. He always wants to have a fellowship with you, a relationship with you. He always wants to have what you call reconciliation with you. On addition, Christ himself, when you read Romans, and hold and the Holy Spirit, they always pray for us, interceding with groanings on our behalf as believers. The purpose and the plan of God is not forsaking his people, but is to draw his people to him in relationship, in the intimate relationship, coordination between us and God, but we always run away. When we sin, we run away. We go and we consult other witch doctors. We go and consult other gods. We go and consult other things. We think that we are bewitched. Yes, witchcraft is in existence. But at some point, it just requires you as a believer to know that the Father he believed in. That's why sometimes we say, if you say that even you've given us and you've given up on salvation, sometimes we say, maybe in the first place you did not believe. Because the point is in believing in Christ. It's not all about, it's not only about confession. It's not about believing. Whom did you believe in? Whom are you following? Whom are you doing for everything that you're doing? Whom are you really relying on? Be courageous. The Bible repeatedly encourages us to be courageous and not to be afraid. As believers, we are called to step out in faith and take risks, knowing that God is with us and will never abandon us. There is no anything in this life that you're going to do without being risked for. Most of the things, even if you're going to do a job, even if you're going to apply for a job, even if you're going to start a campaign, it is in the format of risk-taking. And at some point, you need to seek support. We don't have to face our fears alone. As believers, we are part of a community of faith that can provide support, encouragement, and prayer as we face our fears. Often, our fears stem from a desire to control our circumstances or outcomes. But as we believers... We are called to surrender our lives to God and trust in his plan for us, even when it doesn't make sense or scary. Because that's where fear comes from. Something has happened and you feel like you want to make everything right at your own. Yet sometimes, sometimes you may not handle all those things alone. You need someone to encourage you. You need someone to guide you. Maybe that person ever passed through that situation. And that's how God do, does these things. He sometimes uses people to encourage you. He uses people who have experienced, who have passed through the same situation so they can speak just a simple, a single word like this. And that's what is going to help you to stand firm. That what is going to help you to be encouraged. The whole spirit is going to use someone. You need accountability. You need support. Surrender to God. Seek 
support. Don't be don't think that you a man is an island. No, no man is an island. When we stand firm in God, we build our character. We develop strength and resilience. And this can help us to become more confident and better equipped to handle future challenges. What does James 1, 2, 4, 4 say? He shows us all that. Also, this helps us in standing firm. It helps us to demonstrate our faith. Because by, by standing firm in our faith, we demonstrate our trust in God's plan for our lives. This can be a powerful witness to others and can also help us grow in our own relationship with God. Hebrews 11.1 1, He talks about the definition of, of faith. A substance of things that are hoped for. You can't see them. You can't touch them. You can't feel them. But they are to happen. This helps us to overcome these fears. When we stand firm, we refuse to let fear control us. We should not let our fears to control us. Rather, we have to overcome them and move forward with confidence and courage. Isaiah reminds us in 41 verse 10, reminds us, standing firm helps us to achieve our goals. And the dreams that we have, even when it requires hard work and sacrifice. But by persevering through challenges, we can reach out full potential and accomplish great things. 1558, 1 Corinthians. Lastly, this helps us to honor God. Standing firm is like we have faith in God. Just because standing firm, I've just used the statement, standing firm, being courageous, being strong. Be on guard. Knowing who he is. We know whom we are fighting with. The devil is always fighting, bringing every kind of temptation that can bring you down as a believer, that can bring you down as a believer in Christ Jesus because he doesn't want you to inherit the kingdom of God. But hey, listen to this. Jesus made it at the cross. Once you believed in him, you're sealed in the blood, in the, in the, in the, in the Holy Spirit. You're sealed. When you get an envelope and you seal it, no, when you get an envelope, you get a letter, you place it in an envelope and you seal it. No one can open that note until it reaches on the owner. No one. It is sealed. There's no way how the devil can, can come and unveil that, 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 that envelope and remove you. The devil cannot remove you from the Holy Spirit. Where will he pass? You are sealed. That's what the Bible says. As believers, we are called to honor God in all that we do by standing firm in our faith, demonstrate our commitment to God and our desire to live according to His will, not according to anyone's will, not money's will, not parents' will, not children's will, not friends' will, but God's will. Sometimes we miss the point 
just because we mix our emotions instead of the reason as to why and the purpose as to why God has placed us in those positions or wherever we are and why we are created. We need to realize all these things because these are the major things that we need to focus on and take on as Christians. The Bible has told you, children of God, do not be deceived. What is born of God? It is, should not, whatever is born of God must not sin, overcomes the world. There is a possibility that verse that suggests there is a possibility as a child of God, as a children of God, we can live a whole life, we can live a righteous life because it is recommended. There is an extent for that just because our desires are really fully fighting against the flesh. The flesh is fighting against the spirit. We have our own desires in life because of the fears that are, are taking, uh, taking over in our lives. What kind of fear do you have? Stand firm in God. I'm telling you this because I have tried this several times. There is a moment you feel like everything is really perplexing. You feel like everything is really a mess. Pure mess. And you feel like, oh man, I need to give up on this. I think I cannot make it. I think this cannot happen. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. We demonstrate our commitment to God and our desire to live according to his will, not our will. The challenge that we have as human beings, sometimes even we blame demons for nothing. It's just because our desires. James tells us this very well. Where does woes come from? Isn't it your own desires? From our hearts. This flesh. This flesh is so selfish. You feel like with the spirit you want to grow. For sure you want to live a good life. But the flesh always is pulling, pulling, pulling. The desires. Sometimes we reach at the moment and we say, you know, God, if you don't do this, I'm going to leave. You know, God, if you don't do this, I'm going to give up. You know, God. Sometimes even we preach the gospel and we say, no, you see, God is going to do this. If you do it, blah, blah, blah. My friend, the point is, how is your relationship with God? Do you, by the way, believe in God just because God is giving you this or the other? Mukama to a supermarket. I want this, I want the other, I want the other, I want the other. That's it. After shopping, you disappear. After shopping, you disappear. After shopping, you disappear. If you don't give me a land this time around, Lord, I'm going to give up on the things of salvation. If you don't do this and this, I'm not going to continue in this area or in the other area. Who told you? The major point is here, whether you have, whether you don't have, he is our father. When I learned that, I relaxed. When I learned that, I decided to make a relationship between God and I. Through Christ Jesus, who is our mediator, the Holy Spirit, our guide, every time and every day. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This life we cannot harvest it, harvest it all. We can't have it all. We can't gain it all. We live in just a short period of time. We are like vapor, as James says. Once it shines, we disappear. No one can even ever. Just a last scenario. A friend of mine was discussing and said, you know what? There is something uh, 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 shocked him. There is that road as you're going to Rugazi. Most of times cars have accidents. There are people knocked and so on. One time, he was moving and they had knocked someone. This is how the world is. After knocking someone, sometimes people just look at someone who is knocked. They can't even give the first aid. They can't even rush the person to the hospital. They don't care. When the police comes and takes away the corpse or the dead body, yeah, everyone goes back and starts working immediately. No shock. People don't want to know. So the things you're fighting for in this world, even this world that you see, you die and people continue with work. This is nowadays someone dies and on a funeral, people are laughing, people are doing everything, they are even dancing, having music and so on. Yeah. You're gone. And so what? But the Bible tells us we need to look at the bigger thing and this is the life after death. And this is eternal life. And this is a gift. This is a promise that Christ told us. He promised us. Even if we die, we shall resurrect. There is a person called Frank D. Roosevelt, former U.S. president, speaks to the idea that sometimes our fears can be more damaging than the actual things we are afraid of. By facing our fears head on, we can overcome them and move forward with confidence. He quoted, say, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I had for you today to share. I was supposed to have a big team, <laughs> but the team uh, did not succeed. They sent me some messages that they could not make it at a certain point. But thank you so much, really, for your time listening to this by the grace of God. I'm here to encourage you, never, never, never isolate yourself in such instances. Those moments, you're not going to avoid them. Fear will always come. But know whom you believed in, and that is Christ Jesus. This daughter for the pastors, she got pregnant. They are then preaching the gospel, but she had got scared just because of how she's, she was going to deliver the information to the parents. Do you also have the same instance? Do you also sometimes feel the same atmosphere? You don't know how really to open up. You don't know how really to say. But God is faithful. He's loving and caring. Let's pray. I don't know what happened to my colleagues. They try to call it, but <laughs> it's really disturbing. And it's not connecting to them. I think the problem is in the network connection. 
Father, we thank you because you're so good and wonderful. We've learned today about fear. It's really so um, educating and it's really so communicating. Father, we pray that may you lead us in everything we do. Sometimes fear puts us to the point that we lose even the faith in you. We feel like our trust has declined. There are so many challenges in life that brings this on. Sometimes it's death. Sometimes it's failure. Rejection. Future. When we think about future, we don't know what will happen. We got so much scared just because of future. We get so much scared just because of failure. Always want to succeed. And it's good to succeed. But we fear to take a step. We fear to take risks. Lord, we pray. May you guide us. Give us strength. Help us to be strong. Help us to stand firm in you. You, our helper, our guide, our everything, the leader. <laughs> Father, we pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who are less privileged. We pray for those who are suffering in one way or the other. There are those who are struggling just because of school fees, just because of money, just because of material things, just because of a breakthrough that they are looking for and things have become so hard. Father, we pray that may you help them out. Bayambi Mukama Asolofuna said. I pray for my sister who's looking for tuition and yet the exams are ongoing. Father, may you help her and provide. Let her continue to know that you are the God who provides in every situation and that you're there whether there is tuition, whether there is no tuition. Whether it is school fees, whether there is no school fees, let her get to know that you are the ultimate controller of everything in this world. Help us to make good decisions, wise decisions, and help us to walk wisely with the understanding, not just walking, not just doing things in life, but we do whatever we do wisely and with understanding by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Your knowledge, Father, really let's dictate our lives. Let's dictate our application of everything in life because it is better than anything else we can think of. Our own wisdom may not work. But with your guidance and with your wisdom, we can make it. Tonight, may you protect each and every one and lead them by the grace of God. We want to give you praise. We want to give you honor. We pray even for the worship encounter that is going to take place in Kayunga. 
We pray for the mission that is happening in Rwanda. We pray for the every mission, every outreach that is happening in different countries. We pray for all the missionaries in this world. We pray for the pastors, leaders in different churches. We pray for the ministers of God who organize the gospel outreach on Google Meets, on Zoom, Emo, WhatsApp, and everywhere, social media. Whoever that is doing whatever they are doing to make sure that the gospel is preached. Bless them, encourage them, give them wisdom and understanding and let them do with courage. And always king of glory, let them speak your word diligently, dividing it with care and preaching it with clarity and with its truth. We thank you so much because you are so good. Amen and amen. Allow me in just few seconds. Thank you, Kareb. Just to, to mention you guys, Kareb, thank you so much for joining in. May God bless you, Ivanda John, Ongodia Isaac. Thank you so much. Ivan Waraba, uh, thank you so much for um, for joining in tonight. Nana Osei, eh, I appreciate you so much by the grace of God. May God bless you. Uh, Caleb, I mentioned you, Bavide Joan, may God bless you so much. I hope Kayonga is fine. Um, who else here? Yeah, and so many other people. Thank you so much. This is John Bosco Guitar. I love God. <laughs> this is Heart of Worship International Ministry Africa. Hawima podcast. Uh, by the grace of God, <laughs> we love God and <laughs> really we love Him in Jesus' name. Yes, Maria. Ah, yes, Joan. <laughs> I have Maria is my administrator, so that's why most of the times I call. Yes, Joan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, John? I'm really very good. You're most welcome. Fortnight is sure. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. May God bless you. I'm really so humbled. Let me hope. What have you learned today? <laughs> or oh, what would you like to supplement? John <laughs> Bosco. <laughs> okay, I'm going to send them on, on your inbox. <laughs> I will send them. <laughs> My inbox. <laughs> Uh, great that for you path through other people been trying out and it didn't work out I don't know what I think it is their network could someone else try please before I just want to give you just a few seconds uh, you try out if it at all it can work this time around because I see for Joan it has worked out Joan would you please talk about the worship encounter as I can wait for someone to try his luck uh, worship encounter. Mm. <laughs> what do you want me to talk about it? Okay, like what's really do you These want? These people who are about? listening, they are not they don't know what is taking place in Kayunga. Apparently, they would like to know the date. Uh, why is it organized? Where is it going to be? And if they want to join, if they would like to come and attend, um, how can we? How can they do that? Okay, like we are having. Worship encounter at Kayung in Kayunga mm. Prayer Palace Nazigo. Um, we are going to it's like an 
like we are going to have like worshiping the whole night different people different churches so like i welcome you if you would like to to join us you just need to contact me talk to me that i would like to to join you guys and we shall be glad to see you and by the way what i forgot to tell you john bosco we are having t-shirts <laughs> for that worship encounter okay. yes we are we are having them but it's for like 35 mm. yes 35 okay yes 35 that is so great so anyone who likes to join i can join you in our mm. group because we are having a group of of, of that watch pay counter we discuss diff- different things mm. yeah you can you can you can bring anything as long as it is on point okay thank you so much yeah. really that is good and uh mm, worship encounter guys that's be there if you can make it to go uh you can go and we worship together i myself will be there but that is 25th august 15th? oh 25th august yeah 25th august mm. <laughs> i will be back from rwanda that's so great 25th august we shall be uh in Ikayunga for worship encounter please feel free to join we worship together they told me that it's going to be so powerful and <laughs> i love that yeah. Of course, you are going to enjoy. And I'll be happy to see Amen. you guys. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the show tonight. I won't exceed from there. I would like you guys to choose in the commentary section you can write, or if you're live here, you can say I have two new songs. Which one would you like me to pray for you at the end? Mpulida by Debbie or Ndimulokole. So you just choose. I will go with the majority. <laughs> Mpulida. <laughs> that is one. That is one person. So I'm waiting for that to vote. Do what Mpulida or Ndimulokole. So guys, um, guys, choose and I will go with the majority if at all you choose. As you're choosing, let me give you this uh, announcement. Getting conversational with the coffee church on Poema Radio. The coffee church. The coffee church.
Oh, oh, oh. 